start climbing. Now that we've established what peak is yours and hopefully removed the obstacles in your path, how do we begin? What are the steps that you need to get you to that peak? While your path may be as individual as you are, certain universal ideas can get you started on the path to your peak. Track your time. The day is going to pass by regardless of how functional you are or not. Do you check Facebook often? Are you sure? It may not seem like it, but if you counted how many times a day you checked in, would the number surprise you? Keep a log of your time. Don't get caught up in details. Grab a piece of paper or open a new file on your computer to keep track. Some may want to add it hourly so they don't forget. Others, after they finish a project. Some may want to update once a day. You don't need to write a novel because a simple note will suffice to see just where your time goes. The trick is in being thorough. Include coffee breaks and that quick check to update your status on social media. However you do it, the important part comes at the end of the day when you look at your log and see how you've spent your time. Are there things that surprise you? Were there tasks that took far less time than you thought they would? Are you spending more time surfing the net than you realized? Use this information to help decide what's important to you. How much time are you investing in those things already? Is it enough? Are there other aspects of your day hindering progress? Is there something you've been spending time doing that you now regret because it's getting in the way of what's important? Maybe time with family is very important, or time alone is something that helps you recharge at the end of the day. Are you getting enough time for these things? Examine your time spent at work. How long does it take you to accomplish a project? Is this something you can speed up, or do you need to slow down for better quality? Track your day. Find out where your most important and least renewable investment lies. Understand that time is a limited commodity, and it's an investment every bit as much as putting money or labor into a project. Because time will pass regardless of our efforts expended, you will invest your time in something. That's guaranteed. It's up to you whether you use it to be with family or whether you're sinking it into productivity at work or just playing doodle jump on your phone. Find out what time you spend and where. Maybe some things can't be avoided, like that useless meeting that goes nowhere. But this analysis might be just what you need to give you good insight into where you can free that investment for other things, like climbing that peak. Build your network. Spend between 10% and 20% of your time in follow-up. Check in with your customers. Find out their gaps, their needs, their dreams, especially the more influential ones. Become their guru the one they want to call first when a problem arises. Once people have an idea that someone listens to them, that someone will care and take care of them, they tend to associate that name with feelings of relief and even joy. They'll ask for you by name. They'll tell everyone that you're the preferred person to solve their issues. That'll spread to your supervisors and even others within the company. You'll become known for your skills and service. Learn the art of public speaking. Public speaking is one of the universal fears. Speaking before a live audience, especially a large one, can be daunting. But it's also necessary. If you're going to reach the peak, you will be called to speak. At some point, almost certainly, you'll have to stand with all eyes on you and talk before a group of people. Look at the CEOs of major companies. They have stockholder meetings at which they must be accountable for their company and its business plan. They tell their stockholders what's happening and what's going to happen. If you're taking a team through a project, 
that project has to be sold to upper management. Most often, that's done through a presentation, a presentation that you will have to give. If you have the means, hire a speech coach. One-on-one -on -one lessons will get you far. If you don't have the money for that, join an organization such as Toastmasters who meet for free or for minimal dues once you become a member. The only way past the fear is to do it, get up, and make the speech. Will you fail? Yes, of course. The instant success of the beginner is a favored Hollywood trope that isn't realistic. You will fail. You'll fall flat on your face and make a fool of yourself. That's normal, and everyone else in that room has done the same thing. Let it happen, let it flounder, and then get up and do it again and again until it starts coming naturally to you. People who can crush a speech are few and far between. So are those that can reach their peak. Put in the legwork, learn to speak publicly. No one sees you if you're hiding in the shadows. You need to be center stage, under the lights, if you want to get seen. Price yourself high, but back it up with quality. If you sell a product or service and your price point is the lowest available, it may send a red flag that what you have isn't all that valuable. Price yourself competitively, but don't undersell yourself. Now partner that with an incredible service. Why would someone go to an expensive restaurant instead of a cheap chain diner? The more expensive establishment implies that the quality of the food might be better and the service more attentive. You expect the cook to be superior and something extra special in the ambiance. While either establishment will serve edible food that fills you up, you're paying a higher price for quality, and so are all the others in there. Be the one who has the quality to back up the higher price and price yourself accordingly. Mentor and teach. Bring up people that share your passions and interests, the ones who help you to create to be best at their jobs and are the ones that are going to want to be on your team. When they distinguish themselves, that reflects on you. That, too, is an investment in time. Find your fun. It's true and normal that what we love, we do the most. So it follows that whatever we despise, we avoid. What part of your career is the most fun? Hopefully something stands out here. If not, you're going to have to put in some work to find your fun. Very successful people are the ones that have fun doing their jobs. They make it into a hobby as well as a career. But how do you do that when the entire job seems to be dragging you down? Presumably, the reason you got into this career was some aspect that appealed to you. Even if that aspect was making money, take that and run with it. What can you do to make that part you enjoy into a game? Challenge yourself. Play beat the clock when working on a project or make bets with yourself about how much you can sell in a day or how many customers with who you can interact. For most of us, the job will entail things we don't much like doing. That's okay. That's why it's called work. We tend to dwell on those and skip through the parts we enjoy. When you come home at night, what goes on in your mind? The hardships and toils of the day or the aspects of enjoyment that came with it? When we orient ourselves on the negative, we start to dread going to work, even though we may love some part of what we do. Focus on the positives instead. Remind yourself that you get paid for doing something you enjoy. Tell yourself that work can be a fun place and focus on the enjoyment of accomplishment or achievement. Staying positive will go a long way toward your goal. No more self-doubt. Self-doubt will kill a dream. Self-doubt is the surest and best way to put up an impenetrable barrier to assure that you will not succeed, that you will never reach that peak. 
too often, we take the mistakes we made and let them define us. What should have been a learning experience turns into a shaming that prevents us from trying ever again. If the scorn of others has held you down in the past, then maybe it's time to find new friends, ones who will be supportive and encouraging. Where do you find them? They're the ones making their way up to the peak, the ones still in place after all these years, the ones that won't take a chance, those that only lament about their current situation are not people who are going to encourage you. They have succumbed to their fears, and like any drowning victim, they'll pull you down with them. Successful people help each other find a hand up, but they have helped people before that have thrown the gift back in their face and proved to be unworthy of the help, so they become cautious. How do successful people know who to mentor or who to assist? It's rarely a conscious decision. More often than not, it's the self-confidence in that person that attracts us to them in the first place. We just like being around confident people. We find we want to follow them, not only to be around them, but to become like them. These are the people from whom we can learn. Find your self-confidence and nurture it. You don't need to be aggressive or even assertive. Just comfortable enough in your skin to be the best at what you do. With confidence comes achievement. Believe you can do it, and you can.